When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the SteelCurtain.com with you for a very special, I guess you call it a post-game show, but we're really just recapping the AFC North news with the Steelers not playing until Monday Night Football in Week 9. We had some AFC North action that we're going to recap, some of which hasn't even concluded yet. The Baltimore Ravens are in overtime against the Vikings as this is being recorded. But first, let me throw it around the horn here. Dave Schofield, what's going on, Dave? Not too much. I, should I cry a little bit that I'm now knocked out of... Um... The Survivor League or, or not? Was it but, Jacksonville? No, it was Dallas. I keep oh. picking. I keep picking teams that I don't care if they lose. You know what I'm saying? So if at least if they lost, it's not a big deal. But yeah, so I went with Dallas. This I'd already used Buffalo. So okay. if not, I would have picked Buffalo. So I'd have been out either way. You're right, Brian Anthony Davis. Welcome to the show. What's up? It is great to be here. It's so fun watching other games, but it's cautionary because. If a Jacksonville can beat Buffalo <laughs> nine to six, then it's going to be, uh, you've got to hope the Steelers are, are taking care of business and watching this. Any given Sunday. And the, to me, more than, and I'll ask you all this to start things off because we're still waiting for the, the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson just threw an interception on the opening uh, possession. We'll see if that uh, amounts to anything for Minnesota. We'll let you know. But does this not seem like the AFC is wide open this year? I mean, wide open. I mean, the Kansas City's not running away with anything. They look like they're in shambles a little bit. You thought the Raiders were going to be doing great. They've fallen off. Uh, they lose to the Giants on Sunday in Week 9. You're talking about teams like the Bills losing to, to Jacksonville. Plus, the Steelers also have the head-to-head win over Buffalo, so that's something to think about at least. But, guys, in, in your opinion, goodness gracious, the AFC's wide open. Am I right, Dave? Yeah, and so that's why I keep trying to remind everyone you you need to get wins right now when some people are upset like, oh, well, you went to overtime against Seattle. No, you won, be happy, move on because the biggest thing that you're going to need from this AFC is getting hot at the end of the season. Maintain, continue to improve, win along the way, get to the postseason, get hot at the end. That's the recipe for the AFC this year. What about you, Brian? What do you think about the AFC in general? Definitely wide open because there has been a new number one in the rankings in the AFC every single week for, I believe, the last four weeks. Because, you know, Buffalo was on top, then they lose. Then you have uh, Cincinnati was number one, then Tennessee's number one. And 
if Baltimore wins today, they're the new number one. But there's going to be a lot of teams at the top at five and three. This isn't like the NFC where everybody has one loss. With Buffalo losing, they have three losses. Cincinnati now has four losses. And then, then you have the Ravens possibly having three losses. It could be the uh, Steelers and the Ravens really at the top of the power rankings in the AFC coming up, especially if what happens with this week's number one Tennessee without Derrick Henry losing to Los Angeles tonight. If that happens, it's going to change again, and it can change again next week. So let's let's focus in. Let's narrow our focus on the AFC North. The big game at 1 o'clock was the Bengals versus hosting, I should say, hosting the Cleveland Browns. Browns coming off that week eight loss to the Steelers. We all know about that. And early on, I watched the first quarter of this game. It was crazy. You know, the Bengals drive down the field. Looks like they're going to have to settle for a field goal. There was a false start. Uh, and I'm sorry, there was a penalty that gave them new life, but they throw a pick six. Denzel Ward runs it all the way back. The Bengals did recover and have put together a nice touchdown drive after that. The, the Browns eventually blew their doors off. What do we make of both of these teams is the question moving forward. Dave, in your opinion, the Bengals and Browns, I don't even know what to make of these two teams. Turnovers are huge. I mean, the the Steelers grinded out a, a 15 to 10 win by not turning the ball over at all. They had one takeaway, which which killed a drive. Turnovers are huge in, in these AFC North matchups, and they basically took the Bengals out of it right away. It wasn't just a pick six. They had another turnover um, early in the game. I'm trying to find exactly when it was. Um, it I don't know if it was first quarter or just first half that, that, that these are the kind of things that can, that can take two teams that may be pretty well evenly matched and just completely turn the game one way or the other. Um, I didn't catch a lot of that game. I didn't, um, but I, I don't know what the Browns are. I, I really don't. And you know what? No much more than I know exactly what the Steelers are. I, I guess that's kind of how the AFC North sits right now. Half, you know, after this week, we're halfway through the NFL season, and we're still not sure exactly who's who's the team. What do you think, Brian, about the Bengals and, and Browns today? You know, it's funny with the uh, the Browns because you know I was joking earlier on that the Steelers may have broken the Browns by beating them last week, then all of a sudden. Odell Beckham Jr. is uh, he's his dad. Even LeBron James, they're all talking about how Baker sucks. Something that uh, Jeff, that's might be a newsflash to you. Um, but <laughs> Baker Mayfield does suck. <laughs> so you're not the only one that thinks that, unless you've been having late night conversations with uh, uh, OBJ. But <laughs> but really, you thought they could possibly fall apart in this game, but. I really think what's happening with them is they're going to be they're going to be hit or miss. I don't think they're completely ready for prime time yet. Sure, they made the playoffs last year, but when I say ready for prime time, they're it's not. I'm ready for my close up. They're not ready to win the whole thing, and it just doesn't seem like they are. And that's definitely what the Cincinnati Bengals are today, because they exposed. Well, I don't want to say exposed, but they embarrassed the Ravens a couple of weeks ago just absolutely embarrassed them on their home field. And then they got embarrassed this week. It wasn't on their home. I mean, it was on their home field where they get embarrassed this week. So, you know, it's really funny how these teams that were, uh, were putting out memes, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals put out a meme last week that said, after they beat Baltimore, do we have your attention now? 
Oh, yeah. You have the attention of everybody. And guess what? You just got slapped two weeks in a row. So, you know, that's always been a fair weather franchise. The fans have been fair weather, but in the end, they're all on the Escaloser. And I think they're going to be a decent team in the future, but they're not ready for prime time either. To give you an update as to what's coming up for all the AFC North division teams after this week, Baltimore goes to Miami. Cleveland goes to New England, who looks like a pretty tough team, by the way. And the Cincinnati Bengals head into their bye, having to think about this loss. Now, after that, Baltimore goes to Chicago. Detroit Lions go to Cleveland. And then the Bengals have to go, coming off their bye, to the Raiders. So going to be an interesting stretch of games here for the AFC North. A lot of things to keep an eye on. Do we have an update on the Ravens game right now? What's going on? Who guys got it? It's not looking good. The uh, Ravens are around <laughs> the 35-yard line, and they're they're just warming up for uh, Justin Tucker. All right. So we'll assume that uh, Tucker is going to make the kick, and that'll be game over, which would make the uh, Baltimore Ravens 6-2 and two and in sole possession Ooh, of first place. Oh, not happened? so fast, my, fan, my friend. A holding penalty. Ah, Dave's talking and he's muted himself. Dave's talking while he muted himself. So he's saying all this stuff, but no one can hear him. I, I was saying exactly <laughs> what I was saying um, about a half a second before him. Sorry about that. My my dog was barking. And I didn't think you guys wanted to hear, hear her yipping in the background. Well, I, I do know that Big Al got called for a holding earlier. And I just, as I'm cutting grass, listening to the Ravens game on the uh, headset, I was like, yo, that Big Al's at, at it again. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, well, how much time's left in that game? Two minutes and eleven seconds, and over time. Okay, so this will be. But they're they're at they're in field goal like there. They just got half of it back. So, all right. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Someone put it in the live chat. They must be ahead of me because I'm watching my phone. Another flag. Another hole. Oh man, Harbaugh (laughs) has that constipated look on (laughs) him. He's got the. If if I could read you, my dad just sent me a text that said Harbaugh is such a. We'll just use a male phallic symbol. Um, <laughs> eggplant. <laughs> yeah, there you go. An eggplant emoji. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll keep you up to date, guys. Don't be yeah. afraid to interrupt. Uh, but a crazy week in, in action so far. As we mentioned, the PM games are the four PM games are still underway. Uh, but the the Cowboys lose, like you mentioned, Denver wins. It really is a week-by-week league. Dave, was there anything more surprising to you than the Jacksonville Jaguars beating Buffalo? Oh, more surprising? I can't say more surprising, but, I mean, that that one was pretty big, but there was a lot of big ones. It just goes to show you, and, and I mean, Steeler fans get upset that, oh, they lose games that they should win. They're not. Everyone does that. That's the NFL. The Steelers, you know, I've broke down the numbers in, in the past. They don't do it any more than anybody else when they lose games that they're supposed to win. It's, it's if not, teams would go undefeated all the time and win all the games they're supposed to. It's just these are professionals and they have good days. They have bad days. And as we can see, and we've how many times we see it with any with 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 everything that we do. One or two plays can just make everything, make the difference the whole time. I mean, snapping the ball over the quarterback's head on the first play of the game changes the entire game. It changes everything, you know? So you've got to, I mean, every play matters. Every play matters. Even the, even those plays, it's, oh, they just ran it up into the pile and they only gained two yards. You know what? It wasn't the game changer that, uh, that it could have been. 
So you never know. You don't want to miss a play because anything could happen on any play. Anybody could beat anyone based on fluky things. I'm just, I don't know that this has been a thing yet. I just don't want the officials to be the ones that are making these things happen. As long as that's not the case, then I'm good. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, you know, anything can happen, Day. That's exactly what this is. If if we're talking, uh, there was a musical way back when called Little Abner, and it was they were talking about anything can happen, Day. Um, but, <laughs> you know, with this, here comes Justin Tucker. Uh, you know, he's going to try to, he's going to ready, he's not on yet, but he's going to try to probably kick a long field goal if they don't advance. They're around the 35, and now Lamar's running around. And oh, did he? No, he didn't fumble. But sorry, you know, if you see my eyes this way, I'm I'm trying to multitask. You're like, you're like, and... you're like Bill Hillgrove. Bill Hillgrove. <laughs> I mean, I, God bless that man. But man, some of his calls. Uh, and he runs around. He fumbles. Oh no, he didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole lot more sober than Bill. Though. <laughs> God bless him. Oh, oh did he you took, really? He took going to the pharmacy to a different level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, got a, there, huh? I've so got a real story from 30 years ago that's really really funny about that but with that being said you know yeah anything could happen dave's right you know these guys are getting paid just like everybody else the jets were not supposed to beat the Bengals last week so if that's if that's what it is then we'll just go to all the preseason projections and take uh take the Super Bowl winners and from what everybody thinks. And there you go. So that's why you play. Yeah. I mean, and uh, this game to 20 now with the first down, just so you know, that, that game's over. Yeah, that game's done. over. Yeah. Uh, to me, the biggest surprise of this week was the Bengals. I mean, you are at home and you're coming off of that loss to the jets, which everyone would assume is a letdown after beating the Ravens. And again, you are at home and you've got the reeling Browns coming to town. Huge divisional game before you're by, and you give up 41 points on your home turf. And that high-flying, everyone thought they were going to be, you know, Jamar Chase, I don't know what his stat line was, but that is a stinker of stinkers if you think about it going into the bye week. That is, you're on a two-game skid, you've just lost to the Jets and lost a huge divisional game, and now all of a sudden things look pretty bleak in regards to your divisional hopes and you're just hoping to stay afloat at this point. I have to point at the Bengals and, and yeah, you can say they're young, whatever, but just two weeks ago, everyone was saying they were the team to beat in the conference, not the division in the conference. My question is, I always, I always do this to myself and I don't know why I think about the Bengals and think, man, if, if the Steelers just had TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith available, cause I believe they both missed that game. Didn't they? They both were out. If they were both in that game, would the outcome have been different? I'm not so sure. I'm not going to say yes and and be demonstrative about it. But I think for me, one of the biggest losses of the game, you can talk about the Jags and you can talk about the Cowboys and the Broncos, but you let the Browns hang 41 on you, a team that only scored 10 points against the Steelers. That's pretty damning, in my opinion. That's pretty damning. So, okay, let's talk about the Steelers a little bit. Let's talk about the upcoming game on Monday Night Football. Guys, they got to stop the run. What is the magic number for you in terms of rushing yards by the uh, Bears? Dave, what what are they averaging per game on the ground? Chicago, oh. uh, where's your notebook? You don't have it? It's, Brian's it's, got it. He's got it from it's, the pregame show. He's got it from the pregame show. 136.6. I'm trying to go from memory. You're absolutely correct. They ranked nice. sixth at 136.6. Mm-hmm. 
And the Steelers are 86.0, but and they're exactly 50 yards behind. But the last three games, the Steelers are ranked 11th, so that's a big deal. But you're talking about yeah. the Bears right now. You know, you've got Khalil Herbert, who is, I guess, everybody thinks is the better rookie running back over Najee Harris because, you know, he's has less lesser stats and he's also in a platoon situation with David Montgomery. But no, I mean, he's better. You know, I mean, nobody's given Najee his due. Now, finally, he won AFC Rookie of the Month. But, you know, it, it's really funny how that's how nobody it almost feels like nobody's respecting this guy. But. You you go ahead and you need to stop that that running game. The thing is, they don't have a passing game to help out the running game. It's terrible. So you can't rely on the run. The Steelers, if they game plan this right, they can stop the run. And uh, because this, they are dead last. The Bears in passing. When I talk dead last, the next closest is the Saints at thirty one. And they're 70 yards per game ahead of them Jeez. at 32. That's how bad this team is passing the ball. In fact, if you look at it, the uh, they are passing less than they could rush. They are passing for 127.4 yards per game. And so they rely on the rush, but this team is in disarray. And if the Steelers can just, you know if they can handle the running game and they game plan for that, I think they should be fine. Is there a magic in terms of rushing yards allowed? Is there a magic number for you in regards to the Steelers defense? You know what? I say a hundred. And the reason I say a hundred, that's they, they kept the Browns right around that mark, right under, I believe if I'm not mistaken. And if you can go ahead and keep them, just 30 below their average, then you can stop this team. Dave, what do you think about the Steelers defense and their approach to the rushing attack of the bears? And is there a magic number in your head in regards to rushing yards allowed? I mean, honestly, there isn't when a team is that unbalanced where they're, they're, you know, top five or six of the NFL. Um, I think I actually had him as fifth when I looked at him as yards per game, but I, I don't know. That might've been before Thursday. Um, that when and they're that bad at passing, you could you could give up a bunch of rushing yards and still completely and you and shut them out even that you could give up those yards as long as you're not giving up the yards uh, through the air. So I don't know that there's a magic number. I would love to see them keep them under 100, but they could give up 150 yards rushing and still win the game if if they if they rush more than they pass. If you know what I mean, if they have more rushing yards than passing yards. So that's that's just what I think. And just to make a quick a quick announcement for those watching live, the Ravens game has gone final. Tucker mm. makes the kick as we all thought and we expected. 34-31 overtime win over the Minnesota Vikings, who the Steelers will play in just a few weeks on the road in Minnesota. So that'll be a fun one, I'm sure. Uh, so there you have it. The AFC North standings as we sit right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. The Baltimore Ravens are six and two. The Cleveland Browns are, is it five and three or five and four? I'm sorry. Five, five and five four. and four. Cincinnati same five and four and Pittsburgh with a four and three record. So it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens after Monday night football. Hopefully the Steelers can find the way to victory, which by the way, I did my Q and a with windy, windy city gridiron, I think is what it's called. The SB nation equivalent of behind the steel curtain. 
And I predicted the Steelers to win 27-13. It's been my prediction across the board. Did it on the preview. Did it with my, uh, Michael on my Let's Ride Friday podcast. And you, the Bears fans are like, there's no way the Steelers beat them by 14. There's no way. I mean, is, is the Bears defense something to write home about that I'm not aware of, Brian? No. They uh, they were decent. They're right in the middle of the pack of everything. But if you look at the Bears' defense, not as good as the Steelers, they give up a lot of yards per game. They give up 125 yards per game. Like I mentioned before, the Steelers are now gaining 127 yards per game the last three games. But they don't have Khalil Mack. They do have one guy that is completely dangerous, and his name's Roquan Smith. We remember him from the draft when the Steelers were looking at an inside linebacker, that that 2018 Leighton Vander Esch draft, the uh, Roquan Smith was in there. A kid that went to the Titans was in there. There was like four, and they got none of them. So they all went. They all went before the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted, and then the Steelers uh, luckily drafted Terrell Edmonds there, and uh, were good to go. But with that being said that's the guy that you look out for. There's another guy that nobody's talking about that I want to talk about. It's a safety and his name is Eddie Jackson. He's out. So two big important players on that defense are out and they don't have enough on that defense to, uh, to compensate. Okay. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. You, it was about them thinking you're crazy for them. For, well, for I the just was asking about the defense. Yeah, they, they basically made it sound like I was smoking something because I thought the Steelers could score or win by 14 points. Um, and I was assuming that they said that, thinking that the defense was going to stand tall and not allow that to happen. But the stats don't really show that, do they? No. No, they don't. They really don't. And the other thing is, is do they really think that the Bears' offense is going to be able to score on the Steelers' defense? I mean, yeah. look um, – Cleveland put up, what was it, 41 today? Yeah, 10. 10. <laughs> 10, you know? And you're like, oh, well, the Steelers, they're like, I did an article. I talked about it on StatGeek. I wrote an article about it. Look at the TJ Watt factor. Look at the TJ Watt factor. I still don't think that the Steelers lose to the Raiders if TJ Watt doesn't get injured in that game. I don't know that the Steelers were, would have lost to the Bengals or not, It, I, but I would have loved to have seen that game with T.J. Watt being healthy and even Alex Highsmith. And who did they lose to? They lost to the NFC-leading Green Bay Packers in Green Bay when T.J. Watt obviously wasn't 100%. I mean, other than that, when, the, when, when Watt is healthy and in the lineup, it's just, it's just completely different. So I don't know why a Chicago fan would look at their offense and the Steelers' defense and think that they could score double digits. If I was their fan base, I don't know why. So the thing is, with the Steelers getting their run game going, where they're, the narrative's still, oh, well, they're not a very good run team. Look at the last three games. Look at the last three games leading into it. And if the Bears can't stop the one run, and the Steelers' offensive line is starting to get really nasty and pushing teams down the field in the run game, and the Bears struggle against the run, the Steelers still just have to go out and take care of business. And maybe that's the biggest thing that someone from Chicago might think is that the Steelers just aren't the team that takes care of business. So let's see them go out here on Monday and let's see if they can take care of business and put it away. It's a good point. Now this, this show is only going to be about 30 minutes, but I wanted to do something we normally do on the preview. We used to do it every week, but because you know, sometimes when you're having fun, you forget about it. And sometimes things just don't work out that way. 
We used to do a bold prediction. Now, this is an article that Brian Anthony Davis does every game day. It'll be running around 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday because it's obviously Monday Night Football. His bold and bizarre predictions, it's always funny. He does give some actual predictions, but he also talks about how Bougie Smith-Schuster winds up in the clink almost every week. So <laughs> it's kind of like, which way is he going to wind up in prison? But still, Bougie aside, guys, I want to know, what's your bold prediction for the Steelers on Monday Night Football against the Bears? Brian, we'll start with you since you are the author of said column. And uh, Randy Feetner's, uh, yeah, he, he's getting <laughs> that's involved. Not as, this year, that's too. not as good as when Le'Veon Bell always found his way back, and <laughs> or the rap. Kylo Ren helmet, Kylo Kylo Ren Ren helmet. helmet. <laughs> 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 trying to find new ways to, to keep it fun. And also, remember, every week there's a touchdown dance that that uh honors this week in history whether it's a celebrity birthday or whether it's the declaration of independence well that doesn't (laughs) happen during the football season but you know what i'm talking (laughs) about so let's say this i am going to go ahead and go as far as saying that the steelers will not shut out the chicago bears but they will keep them out of the end zone in this game the bears wind up with uh you know possibly i know earlier my prediction earlier this week was 30 to 16, but I'm amending that because I think they keep them out completely. I think they, they, they're lucky to score nine. Amending your prediction. I love it. I love it. Uh, Dave, what about you? What's your bold prediction? Okay. All this lines up with my prediction. I, I actually said a little bit of it before on the preview and it's definitely in my staff picks article. Well, first of all, I have, so I'm going to go in in two directions. I have the Steelers keeping the Bears to single digits. Now, I think it could be that they give up a late touchdown when it doesn't matter. The Bears go, when they only had a field goal, the Bears go for two and don't get it, you know, and that could keep it to nine. But I have the nine as the score. I've got Najee Harris 165 yards and two touchdowns. Total or rushing? Rushing. Wow. So that would be a coming out of that. I hate to say that it would be a coming out, a coming out party for Najee Harris. Now, I, do I am I confident that this will definitely happen? No. I, I even said it in my prediction for the article that we'll have at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com tomorrow morning, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, that this time I'm going with what I want to see. I'm going with what I want to see, and I'm going to say I'm going to try to will it to make it happen. Is, is what I is what I'm doing. So I really want to see Najee Harris bust out for a bunch of yards and two touchdowns. So let's see it. Go ahead, Brian. You want to say something? You know, you're calling it a coming out party. I think he's uh to quote Kramer. I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving it. I think yeah. he's already out there. <laughs> no, but this, this is in prime week. Multiple yes, touchdowns. Is- no one can stop him. I mean, my goodness, the, people will have, there's no way he can be forgotten in the rookie discussion anymore. Cause it seems like some people are just forgetting about him, not including him as, as you know, the first team, all rookie or anything, let alone rookie of the year. It, it's just crazy. It's almost like what he's doing is just, oh, oh yeah, it's what he's doing. If he does that in prime time, Monday night, they won't be able to forget him. And it's putting them on notice. And yes. that's, that's what I think it is. Yep. I'm ready for Jeff's. I don't know what Jeff's bold prediction is. Mine is kind of related to the fan reaction recently. You know, they've been down on Minka Fitzpatrick saying he's not making plays. I do think he is making plays. It's just not necessarily what we're used to seeing. I think he uh, gets to shut up the fan base for a week at least. Um, I think he gets his hands on an interception. He might have his hand in a forced fumble or a fumble recovery. And I wouldn't be shocked if he scores a touchdown somehow, some way. Um, it might be some Minka magic time. It's been a while since we've had a defensive score. It'd be great to see one, especially early in the game. 
Um, yeah, that, that's my defensive scores early in the game are huge. Well, just, it, just ask, just ask the other two Ohio teams. Yeah, but like Minka Fitzpatrick is yeah. he's such a good player, and I think they're asking him to do a whole heck of a lot mm-hmm. right now on the defense. And fans just they're not happy unless he's delivering pick sixes. And it, it it's kind of he kind of set himself up for this when he came to Pittsburgh. I mean, what did he do? He was a turnover mach- creating machine from the moment he put on a black and gold jersey or white and black gold, whatever, because his first game was on the road <laughs> in San Francisco. But still, I mean, it's incredible that I guess maybe we're just kind of spoiled as fans that he's been doing this ever since he stepped foot in Pittsburgh. So I think that fans want to see it. I think he delivers. I think he hears it. Uh, there's been a couple social media posts uh, where he's been kind of alluding to you know, still making plays. Mike Tomlin had his back uh, in a press conference a couple weeks ago saying, oh, don't worry about Minka. Trust me, he'll be making the plays. And I look at plays that he made. Look at last year, 2020, the first time the Steelers played the Ravens. Um, that was a game that went down to the wire. If you remember, there was a pass intended for Willie Sneed, who broke it up, Minka Fitzpatrick. You go back to last week's game uh, in Cleveland, pass that was, which stood plenty of, <laughs> there was a lot of, on the table there. We'll put it that way. Fourth down, Jarvis Landry, who breaks it up? Minka Fitzpatrick. He's making those plays. It's just not going to be always what people want, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, there you go. Brian, anything to say about that? Yeah, you know what? You know, sometimes the, they need to not listen to the media and the blogosphere. They, they don't need to do that. In fact, when I first started here, Jeff, I it was probably – one weekend and I had my first death threat and then two or two or three weeks two or three weeks in and I'm like Jeff I, I don't know if I can do this he's like don't read the comments stop reading the comments and so I quit reading the comments for a little while and then I would go back and forth but I don't look at that you know I could go back two years ago when Deontay Johnson was uh wrote back to uh another guy from a uh another outlet who said that he was awful on uh on punt returns he shouldn't be returning punts and then he goes off and uh he runs one all the way back against arizona and and comes out on social media and tags this guy and says oh yeah i i really suck at this don't i you know chooks last week had a had a quote with a all all you haters keep on hating i'm gonna keep on trying you know it was it's stuff like that and minka I don't think there's anything wrong with Minka. I think Minka's playing his game. And Minka at the end of the at the end of the year is probably going to be in consideration not just for a pro bowl but he's for an all pro nod because he's there, he's established. So, I mean, those guys, I don't know why that they really get invested in that. What a lot of the fans that are making making these claims, they don't know what they're talking about. Who was the commenter that hated your guts early on? Was it Steel Gator? Is Steel that Gator? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he kind of disappeared. If Steel Gator's watching or listening, and we'd love to have you back. Brian misses you, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, you all kind of, you all, kinda, you build a bridge, you build a bridge, and you guys kind of got you were okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because really, what I tell, I just told somebody on the show in the comments last week that uh, you know, if you knew me, you'd like me. And the next thing you know, we're corresponding back fourth here we're from the same town and then you know we're, we're buddies so i'm i've got a persona on the show 
And you know, I I'm completely di- I'm completely different. I mean, you guys have hung out with me. I I, I think I'm a nice dude. Well, and I'm who's fun. the guy that hates you on YouTube? Comments on like everyone in your show. Oh, <laughs> Brian needs to stay behind the curtain. Oh yeah, Ro- <laughs> Robert Mullins. Yeah, that guy hates me. Oh. I don't mind calling him out. That guy hates me. I, I got I'm someone old. too. I can't remember the name. I'm just pretty sure that, you know it's my ex girlfriend that like changed her name or something for YouTube or something. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, I mean, to realize it's it's actually his his ex wife is 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 you know <laughs> you pulling a pulling a keyboard warrior thing going after you. Oh my gosh! All right, um, uh, let's. Let's call this a show. Brian, any final thoughts before we go? You know, the Steelers are a primetime machine when they play on Monday night football. If you listen to the Steelers pregame show, um, Kevin Smith brought this up. The Steelers have not lost since 1991 against the New York Giants. He said, yeah, it's been a long time. I'm like, the only one, the last loss I could think of was against the Giants. It can't be that long. He's like, yeah, 30 years ago, last time the Steelers won, lost on Monday night football at home. So that is just a huge stat for me. Wow. I just feel like when the Steelers put that color rush on, I I think it gives them some extra mojo. I don't know what it is. I just also feel like this team on Monday night football at home, they just feel the lights of primetime and they've always been like that. They have always been good on Monday night football since the 70s when they started playing this game they're i believe and if i'm not mistaken they have the best record on monday night football at home and they might have the best overall record uh, after all of these years after 51 seasons of mnf so you know they love prime prime time they're good in prime time and just believe in this team and look you're allowed to criticize this team you're allowed to criticize what you don't like but realize that these guys, they know what they're doing. They know what they're practicing for. And like Dave and Jeff said earlier in this show, that, yeah, these are professionals on both sides of the game. And you might not like a, an overtime win against Seattle, but you're really going to hate a loss to the Jaguars 9-6 to six when you don't even score. True. Dave, final thoughts? Yeah, it just – if anything today shows you that really any team can beat anyone on any given day, you got to take um, advantage of your opportunities. And sometimes some people might feel that the Steelers are taking advantage of those to get to four and three. And some of some people might feel that the Steelers have squandered some opportunities to only be at four and three. It kind of probably goes both ways. Bottom line is there is the Depending on the result of the of the game tonight, because we're recording this in the afternoon, between Tennessee and Los Angeles, if Tennessee doesn't win that game, there's only one team in the NF in, in the AFC that has that has less losses than the Steelers right now, and that's the Baltimore Ravens with only two. You know, so if, if not, everybody else has three, and the Steelers get to play them two more times this year, so they are they can kind of control their own thing. I'm going to keep saying it for as long as I can. Don't let all that stuff worry you. What The only thing that the Steelers need to worry about is taking care of business Monday night. Go out there, put the defense on display, show up there in your color rush uniforms, and just let's just get out there and get fired up and take care of business right away. Yeah, I think that if he, fans will say, like, we don't we don't scoreboard watch. Don't think that every single coach and every single Steelers player isn't following what's happening in Cincinnati 
and in Baltimore today and realizing the chips are falling in a way that the Steelers, I, I feel like it's favorable to the Steelers. They still have two games left yeah. against Baltimore. They have the head-to-head win over Cleveland. So you know what? If the AFC is wide open, why not the Steelers? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves right now. All right, so I will be back. I think all three of us will be back tomorrow night after the Monday night game for the Steelers postgame show. So make sure you check us out as well as BehindTheSteelCurtain.com in our podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Until then, have a good day tomorrow. Get ready for Monday night football. We'll see you.